Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee, and this is episode 45. Today we're talking about back-to-school planning. We'll also share some highs and lows from our summer holidays, a work-smarter-not-harder teacher tip, and in our CODA section we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So now it's time to share some highs and lows. Yay! The last of probably, well, yeah, last of our summer edition of highs and lows. Because let's, we go back to school. Let's sh- don't speak of this right now. Soon. So yeah. uh-huh. let's talk about our what's summer been happening. Has a, well, which is kind of school ish um, because we are coming off of Colorado State University's uh, Kodai. Colorado Kodai Institute. Colorado Kodai Institute. Yay! And it was fantastic. And um, so many things. Okay, I just have to give a shout out to Lauren and Bethany and Caitlin and Jessica and Amber and Dan and Mary Lynn and Brooke and Mary Rose and Zach and Camelia and Aaron. Yay! Because they were my they were the fabulous (laughs) level one Kodai students. And um, boy, they were just fantastic. They were. I don't want to say delightful because that was res- that word was reserved for That's the level twos. Level twos. Who there. are delightful. Yes. Um, so maybe fantastic is the word for level ones. Fantastic level ones. Anyway. So Tanya just... taught level one pedagogy and folk song exactly. analysis. Mm-hmm. And it's just always, well, it's always just really rewarding and exhausting for anybody who knows, who anybody who's gone through levels understands um, the work involved, but the growth involved is just so fantastic. Yeah. And I just love being a part of it. And I feel just so lucky to, to be there and to be teaching the students. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things that we could, That's we could do a whole other high. thing. That's my great big high is that <laughs> uh, we had successful two weeks. And Carrie, you are so, Carrie, you're just invaluable there. Well, thank you. I mean, whew, so many things. Thanks. So I guess I should say what I did. Yeah. You did everything. <laughs> I everything was, that needed to be done. My fancy title was an administrative co-coordinator. So myself and another uh, gal, Susie, we kind of served as the program director uh, for the summer while our normal program director was And you were grading, 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 Yeah, grading, did a lot of work in our level three group. What's up, level threes, if you're listening? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of them. There were 19 of them in that group. So lots of grading for them. And then I did some grading for Tanya Yay, and her thank you. level ones. And just lots of running around, making sure and doors emotional were support unlocked. And for anyone who needs it. Yeah, making copies when they needed to be made and just, just doing all the things. But, oh, man, it's so fun. It's so fun to be on that side of it. Yeah. it's. I can't say it's as much work, at least my piece of the puzzle, maybe yours as teaching, but... Um, as when I took levels, but I certainly underestimated when I was taking levels how much work the teachers and the staff put into it. Well, of course, I mean, I yeah. think I, I understood it to a point, but you don't even have time to stop and think because no, you're I had so no busy. clue because I was just so immersed in. Yeah, like, you're ah, just like dealing with done. you and your ah. your your work and all the yeah. things you're doing. So 
thank you to all of my levels teachers now that yes. I've seen. It's like becoming a mom, right? You appreciate your mom in a totally <laughs> yeah. different way. I think it's the same exactly. when you become a levels teacher. I, or I do have a student from my very first level one who still calls me his, his Kodai mom. Aww. Shout out, Scott. Yeah. Aw, that's sweet. That, and, that, and that makes me kind of feel like kind of old but that's yeah. fine it's okay <laughs> i think i told it was maybe it was level threes i'm not sure who i said it to like i'm not your kodai mom but i'll be your kodai big sister there you go <laughs> give me bad advice along the way no no, just no but it was so fun and we are so lucky at the colorado kodai institute to have amazing staff i mean besides tanya we have Amy Abbott, Amanda Isaac, mm-hmm. Kira from Ireland is doing our conducting and choir. We have Kati doing solfege and musicianship. It's just we have an amazing staff. And Tasha was our, our student assistant who's yes. amazing. Oh, my goodness. If you listen to this, Tasha, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Susie, my, my right-hand lady. Susie we just, McCollum is amazing. Yeah. So, anyways, shout-outs to all the people in Colorado. Yes, Colorado we Institute. are very lucky. And, and Jessica, our accompanist. Oh, it's yes. fantastic. Yes. And so if you are listening and you have not done Kodai Levels and you were thinking about Kodai Levels and you would love to see the best state in the United States um, in the yeah. summertime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe you should consider coming to Colorado State University. We'd love to have you. For your master's degree. Right. Yeah. Or not. You can just take levels or too. Or you can just come and take levels. It's but a it's, great time. It's awesome. It's time for our main theme, back to school planning for the year. Um, Now, this is one of a two-part thing because our next podcast, we're going to be talking about specifics you might be starting uh, the school year with, with like your your very first lessons with certain grade levels. Yep. But right now, we're talking about that pre- music classes walking into your door yeah. stuff long-term planning. planning we're talking about planning yeah yeah planning the very beginning of the school year because it looks differently than um you know when you're just when you're planning and you're in the midst of the school year because you might be in a new situation a new job a new building uh, a new whatever and you have to think these things through a little bit now I like that we have days before the kids walk in, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, how many of those days are filled with meetings? Yeah, I don't I don't know this year. I mean, I, I have a new principal coming in this year, which uh-huh. is very exciting, but you know, there's always that bit of uncertainty, um, and I haven't gotten my schedule yet of mm-hmm. how much time I'm going to have in my room, setting up my room slash planning versus how much time we are in with the rest of the staff having meetings. And do you usually go in a few days early or no? Depends on the year. Yeah. Some years I do, some years I don't. Yep. This year I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> because last we, year we're I was squeezing in one yeah. last minute vacation. A last hurrah. And um I'm I mean, for the sake of transparency, I'm literally coming back from vacation the day before I go back you to school. Do that. It's I'm okay. just I'm going for it. And part of that feeling like I can do that is because um, uh, my room, I, I'm not moving rooms. I'm not doing a lot of changes to my room setup. So I know that my room setup this year is going to be fairly quick. Right. And we're going to talk about room setup. We're going to talk about but that. Yeah. Just um, when it comes to the nitty gritty of it, 
Will I be maybe not quite mentally there the first day? I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> but feeling like, especially doing the Kodai levels, which is so great, and then my son was so busy this year, we just, we haven't had family vacation time. So you go, yeah. So we, we need to go. It's important to our we family. Won't regret so that. I'm putting that, that priority first right now, this very second. Um, so yeah, this year, no, but there are years, yeah, where yeah. I go in early, I get my room set, and I, I find that I'm much more productive even doing the planning piece if I'm in my room. Yeah. As much as I, I bring stuff home over the summer, and I hope to do it over the summer, the reality is that I don't. I mean, right. I rarely do. I might do some things here and there, but, um, I enjoy my summertime off. I enjoy my brain turning off a little bit from well, school. Of course, yeah. Um, as we all should. So, yeah, this year I feel like I'm kind of rolling in a little last minute it's you know what it, you, <laughs> it is what it is it is what yeah and you're being paid to be there for x amount of time and, exactly. and you're showing up for that and not that that part is what matters but yeah no, no, no there are but, plenty of years i have gone in early and i've done it early yeah. because i felt like for me not because i was pressured to do so because the world told me i should but because for me i felt more at ease if i went in early yes yeah and i that i've done that same thing, where some years I go in a few days early, and some other years I'm not able to until right when we're supposed to go. But um, I'm learning that I kind of have to trick myself with how much time I have. Yeah. Because I went in yesterday. I had to go for just a really quick meeting, and I think we stayed like 45 minutes beyond the meeting. Okay. And even that, I was just kind of spinning my wheels. The thing is, if I go back too early, then I spend a lot of time standing in the middle of my room. Yeah. Looking at the walls and just like, you know, not getting productive because that feel of, well, I have so much time before we actually start. It, it does a number on me where I don't do the, I don't get anything done. I'm not productive. I hear you. And I'm not saying I need to be, um, under a stress, stressful deadline to get anything done. That's not it either. But I just know that if I go in too early, um, I, I just you, you're thinking big dreams and big thoughts, but not doing the actual detail nitty gritty, right? Hanging stuff on the or walls. I'll start getting down in the nitty gritty and then like stay there for hours. Oh well, that can be a problem like, too. I'll, I'll open a cabinet and I'll like, you know, I'll pull out one bin of foam, and, and I don't know. I need to organize this. <laughs> organize some foam right. shapes forever. Yeah. So I don't know. I I've got a. I should get planning for planning is is the thing that I, I really need, need to do. I but like it. Right now we're kind of talking about planning for planning when we're talking about the curriculum and the yeah. big picture thing. So yeah. one thing that I am doing this week that I I kind of started and it starts with a calendar. Uh-huh. Um, is I am not doing a huge right now. I'm not doing a huge detailed long range plan for every grade level. Okay. This year is very different in my world because I will have a group of classes, kindergarten through sixth grade at one school and kindergarten through eighth grade at another another school. And I'll have that group of classes for an entire week. Like I'll see them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they go away for two weeks. Right. And then they come back to me and I have never taught under this this kind of, of schedule. schedule before. Yeah. So I'm trying to get my head around how to make a long range plan. And I came to this decision today that 
I'm going to start with trimesters. Uh-huh. And I'm going to look at the weeks as like half units or units in themselves. And I'm going to try to divide it up by concepts within those weeks. But I'm not really, I'm still a little foggy on exactly what that looks well, like. Well, this is where the beauty of the Kodai sequencing comes in. Oh, yes. Because it's not necessarily, um, I mean, we talk about quote-unquote first grade concepts. But the idea is not that if you don't teach them all in first grade, the Kodai police isn't going to come and get you. No. It's more important that you stick with the sequence. Oh, yeah. So you know what your sequence is. I do. And you know it very well because you've been teaching it to other yes. teachers on top of having done it for so long. That do you Is that putting you at ease to the point where, yes, you know what you'd like to accomplish in first grade, but it's more important that you follow the sequence and give the students what they need yeah. as it comes to them or are you stressed about it a little bit I, I'm not stressed about it at the school that I've been at forever this is true because I know exactly where we are yeah I'm stressed about it at the other school right because I don't want to make um 12 curriculums no frankly no so I don't think I can roll what's going on in fourth grade at one of my schools Oh, not even close. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it you're going to be doing probably school. a lot of older beginner stuff. Right, I know. So I'm yeah. just trying to fit, get my head around, wow, how do I avoid, you know, yeah. <laughs> having 12 different curriculums? And not even 12, because then there's 7th and 8th grade as well. Well, right. I know when I started at the school that I'm at now, three years ago, and I was doing a lot of older beginner stuff, it was helpful that I was basically able to do... Um, the same lesson with, well, kindergarten was its own thing, but like first and second grade often was doing very similar lessons. Right, and Third I'm and thinking there's going to be some overlaps. Plus, yeah. I'll have some multi-age grades yeah. at one of my schools. Oh, so. man. Yeah. It's I a know. lot. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed for you. It's okay. And it's going to be okay. I've also been hesitant to go dive too much into my planning for the same reason, because when I left in the spring, in May, there was talk of some mixed-age classes, and I'm not sure if that's happening during specials block as well, or if we're able to work out a way to split them during specials. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same predicament. I just don't know exactly what my schedule is and yeah. how it's going to affect what I'm planning. Yeah. So I could go ahead and make my year plans like I normally do for each grade, mm -hmm. but things could definitely shift. Right. So I don't want well, to Well, in too my crazy. this upcoming situation, I've decided to go very skeleton for year plans. Mm hmm and really get more detailed in a trimester plan. Yeah. Since we have three trimesters in the school year, because I really do not want to spend the time it takes for a year plan for all these different grade levels and then go to the other school that I've never taught at and go, well, that goes out the window. Right. I mean, I don't know what I don't know. Well, and let's be honest, how many times for you have you created a year plan that you've actually really been able to stick oh, with? Oh, I'm horrible about that. Well, and because, and I mean, that's the point. I think yearly plans, I think, can be dangerous because I think they should be fluid and they should be like I do mine in Excel. 
-hmm. and I'm constantly shifting rows down because if it's taking extra time to prepare that one concept and they're not quite ready for me to present it yet, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them that extra time. Or, oh, hey, we just had three snow days in a row. That totally shifted things, too. So sometimes it's the kids, sometimes it's the schedule. But I think creating, like you said, kind of a loose skeleton, but also just knowing your sequence of what you're going to teach in what order is way more important. than. Well, with one school, it's about knowing where everyone is on this sequence. And at the other school, it's about knowing the kids who I've never met. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to figure that out. Yeah. Now, if you're listening and you're thinking about your plans and and wanting some kind of guide, I'd like to give a shout out to the um, yearly plan book that goes along with American Methodology. Yes. As a starting point. As a starting point. As a just a, like, let me see what others have done. Uh-huh. And of all the others to trust, Ann Eisen and Lamar Robertson, you can trust. That's some solid That's pedagogy. some solid stuff. So it's a, it's a huge book. It is. It's physically <laughs> awkward, a huge book. Physically yeah. awkward. <laughs> and I'm not saying that one should open it up and go, okay, what are we doing in August? Yeah. No. But it is a good guideline. It gives you this whole snapshot of what that spiral sequencing looks like. Exactly. Layering those concepts. You're practicing one thing and you're simultaneously preparing the next thing. And that whole, especially if you haven't taken Kodai levels, which, you know, you should. But (laughs) we're always going to say you should. But if you haven't yet and you really want to start wrapping your head around some of those concepts, um, yeah, it's a great resource. Yeah. So that's a little bit about curriculum. I mean, our personal things and I'm um I'm gonna follow Amy's rule that she has for level two Kodai maybe I shouldn't share oh it's the secret rule the secret rule it's it's number one don't freak out is don't freak out (laughs) number two rule is see rule rule number one yeah so I'm not gonna freak out no yeah just gonna have to take it Day by day. Yeah, well, day by day. I know, I almost started singing it, too. <laughs> we All do right. it every time. So let's shift to, now, okay, a little little um, caveat here, because <laughs> physical room setup, and I'll post my little video that I put on Instagram the other day that I was worried that was maybe too snarky, but maybe not. Um, here's the thing about setting up one's physical music room. Uh-huh. One meaning me, can spend a lot of time and energy and printer ink um, setting up a room. And I know that there, that there are some beautiful rooms that people have done that have a theme, like, I don't know, I can't think of anything, robots or... Under the sea. Under the sea yeah. or... Woodland creatures. Woodland creatures. Yeah. Um, well, and, th- and that's all lovely. I have come to terms i mean i might do small bits of themes here no probably not let's just my theme is music right and last may i was allowed to leave up much of what was already on my wall i put fabric colored fabric on the wall instead of any kind of paper um that i invested in and that works really well it stays really well yep and what i really like about my room setup is that my dynamic markings are always in the same spot. So kids know to look there. My tempo markings are in the same spot. My word wall is in the same spot. Like my hand signs are always, so like I like that kids come in each year and they can see, they, they know instinctively after they've been there, 
where to look for the dynamic markings, uh -huh. for example. So I, I like that. The other thing that I have issue with as far as like room setup is I think there is such thing as too much visual stimuli. Yes. And I've totally. seen that and I've lived that and it bothers me. So I'm an adult and when I'm in the room and I am so very distracted if I'm in someone else's classroom, whether it be a classroom teacher or whomever, or even in my own room mm -hmm. and I'm looking around and I just can't stop looking at all the things. I think that's an issue. Yes. Um, and I don't think that that helps kids. And what we do in the room needs to ultimately be in the service of helping kids. That should be first. Yes, I totally agree. And it's so funny that like this is not something that we ever, I think, discussed in length. Um, but I've come to the same conclusion throughout my years as well that I I shy away from classroom themes. I've seen other people do it and it's lovely, but it's a combination of I just don't feel like I have time. Yeah. And I'm not to say not, I might do it one day. Yeah. I mean, and this here's the other thing. Well, along with that is that saying yes to one thing means saying no to something else. And I know so me, true. I know that if I get really down in the weeds with decorating mm -hmm. that that I could get comfortable. I can, I have, I can get comfortable there and spend a lot of time laminating stuff and printing stuff out and cutting things instead of the nitty gritty planning that I need to yeah, do. Yeah, this is what it is. Too. And I think that that a lot, there's been several years where I've just run out of time, like the clocks run out and I go, oh, my room is done. Oh, wait. Students are walking in tomorrow. What are we doing? What are we going to yeah. do? And that's a scary place to yeah. be. No, I would much rather spend my time writing amazing lessons and getting some things set up curriculum-wise for the year. Um, and, and there are years where I've started and my bulletin boards are bare. I mean, I have paper and borders or fabric mm -hmm. if I'm able to use fabric, but um, there's nothing on them. And uh, number one, I'm okay with that because that means that I'm spending my time creating really meaningful lessons. But number two, I'm going to wait and I'm going to hang stuff up there as we're learning about it. Mm -hmm. So there's some things I start the year off with. My word wall, which is actually I got from David Rao. Mm -hmm. um, amazing. I, I would just really like his word wall because it's just very clear and I it's have, not muddled. I have that as well, like a different version. Yeah, it's, it's got a clear font, you know, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing I just really love. But then... Besides that, I don't have a lot up. And then as we're learning about things, I'm adding anchor charts. I'm adding visuals yeah. that kids can refer to. I'm not going to plaster every single bulletin board with something just because. Right. So it's it's purpose, purposeful. It's not just laziness. No, it no, really isn't. Really? I mean, it isn't. It's purposeful. I mean, how much that... time do you have? Really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you want to spend your time on? Yeah. But I'm also of the, the mindset that if... My room is not um, to a point that I feel good about it. I have a hard time sitting and planning, too. That's true. I cannot yeah. sit and plan if my room is a mess. So I, I do my room first. When I walk in the door, I definitely I get my sit spots where they need to be. Sure. That's one of my big things. Get the instruments out that I want to have out to start the year with. Dust everything off. But, yeah, I'm also in a, a fortunate, situ fortunate situation where I can leave everything up. Yeah. Um, and so that saves a huge amount of time. And I'm very thankful that my room, I'm able to do that. But, yeah, I'd really rather sit down and 
write some really amazing lesson plans and update my concept plans and oh, my yeah. song lists oh, and yeah. all of those things that need to get done. Exactly. So there you go. Mm-hmm. However, I do also just want to add that, I mean, even though I don't have a quote-unquote theme for my room, I still want things to look cohesive. Oh, yeah. And I still want things to be visually pleasing. Of course. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've bought lots of baskets from Dollar Tree or Dollar whatever, and all of my instruments are in baskets, and I bought the labels, again, from David Rao. Thank you, David Rao. Um, so I've got my little labels on my baskets. Yeah. And I did. You've probably seen pictures here and there of, of my records on the wall, which oh, I know. Oh, God. So, I, can't stand uh, I mean, it's good. Tony get... gets upset about my records on the wall. Well, I did. They're not on there permanently. They're on there. I stuck a little push pin through I, the center I of the I know that it's, like, cute, but I just... They Listen were junked up, trust me. These aren't good okay. records. It's they kind were... of like seeing, I don't know, um, kitchen utensils on the wall. It's like... Oh, that doesn't bother me either. You, utilitarian things that should be used, like... But not those were all gunked up and scratched up. I okay, bought them in a closet in a big old pile. They didn't even have cases. They were all bad. I, they were bad shape. So, they're hanging. <laughs> My point being that I have some decorative items up. It's not right. like I, I'm in a room that yes, just looks like And I have like some sad. as well. Uh, and, and I understand how exciting and pleasing that is to not just you, the teacher, like, but... You know, kids, too. Yeah. Of course that's exciting. So I don't begrudge anyone who, you know, puts up like, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that's great. If you can do that and you have the time and the resources and all of that, more power to you. I, I'm just, I can't. I don't, I, I'm not going to have my stuff together like that. Well, and you also have a second room oh, yeah, to set up. Oh, yeah, and that's what I want to say. I do have a second room to set up. Now that I said that, I was thinking of doing, a, like, not exactly a theme. Well, I guess maybe it is. I was thinking of doing my second school, which is in the mountains, and, like, doing, like, some calm, like, greens and blues kind of mountainy theme. <laughs> Again, mostly for you. <laughs> mostly for me. No, but here's the thing is that... I don't have the research on on hand to tell you exactly where, but research says that the calm colors oh, yes. are better for students to see. Like, yeah. don't go 80s neon. Right. Right? Yes. For your theme or of your classroom. Super bright, rainbow, everything, everywhere, all the time. Right. How about a Stranger Things themed class? Stranger Things, you mean? Stranger Things. Themed. You're gonna make everything dark and broody and no, upside like down. Half eighties kitsch and half um you know I mean, the upside down. Fun. You could get some old oh see, now this is gonna bother you. I was gonna say you can get some old cassette tapes and like make them your hall hallway passes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't think that would go for like you know, anybody under, oh, sixth grade. Well, okay, and then that's actually one of my other reasons why it's I've joke, struggled people. with... It's a joke, people. I'm not going to do a stranger thing. No, I <laughs> <laughs> But you, may not, you brought up a good point, and this is another reason why I've shied away from any sort of theme in my classroom, especially being in a K-6 through building. Yeah, you got to do something that appeals to all. Exactly, and if I'm doing, you know, a cute little... Five little duckies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my older kids would be like, what the what? Like, yeah. I don't even want to be in this room right now. <laughs> and if I do something that's, like, too, like, dark and broody for the older kids... If you do, we upside sad. down. Right. <laughs> so I think you have to find a balance, and especially, I mean, in, in my building, it's, it's you know, a difficult 
population that I work with that the cutesy stuff doesn't always go over well. How about a theme of music? Well, and that's really what my theme is, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just so, the music. I'll post my little snarky video that, you know, I whatever. didn't think it was that snarky. I, mean, I just showed. You had a sorry, not sorry, but I really don't think it is anything to be sorry about, especially if then you're using all of that time towards I know, planning but couched amazing in lessons. this discussion is just a tad bit of guilt that I don't have a beautiful right. wow look at this well room. And thing. I think this is just an important thing for all of us educators to re recognize about ourselves that you can go nuts. I mean, you walk into Target and you see all the things in the dollar bin and you want to buy all of it. And, and yeah. then you get it back to your room and yeah, it might look great and it might work or it might just look like Target threw up all over your classroom. Target did throw. There's my theme. <laughs> Target, Target threw up in my classroom. Threw up in my classroom I mean, thing. and I, I, I have things from the Target dollar spot. I'm not knocking it, but I think we have to be careful as educators not to feel the guilt that if we don't buy this stuff, we are not as good as the teacher next door and we all know that's not true but we get sucked into it you're enough Agreed. people you are enough <laughs> totally. i'm saying this to you and i too well you. what a great segue oh yeah into um this third category that we wanted to talk about so we've talked about like curriculum type of long-range planning yes and shorter range planning um physical room setup things yes and then this third area that i thought we should really zone in on is what are you doing in your planning before the school year starts to make sure that you as a teacher and a human stay sane and comfortable and you know get enough sleep like okay so aka ducks in a row how are that's what i put yeah ducks in a how row? are you getting your personal ducks in a row to make sure you don't have that <laughs> Flying by the seat of my pants. What's feeling. that quote about my ducks might not all be in a row, but at least they're in the same pond? Yeah. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Get them in the pond. <laughs> if I least. can at least be in the pond, I'll be good. Especially with yeah. the decision to go on the vacation last minute. But it'll be okay. You have some ideas, so why don't you share yours first? Well, and if I, I have mean, anything to add, I will. Just like with the physical room setup and the decorating, you can go overboard. When my children were smaller, there was one year that I spent a lot of time. I made like turkey roll-ups and then roast beef roll-ups as snacks. And I labeled like containers in the refrigerator. Um, uh, you know, I, I made little pack snacks of um, pretzels. And, and then we had all the roll-ups. And it was, the idea was that everyone's going to assemble their lunch the night before. Oh, yeah. Like, so this was for the week. Right. And then I froze some things. Yeah. And, yeah, it was okay. But, um, well, my, my children didn't appreciate it because they didn't like those things. They didn't like those. They didn't like the healthy things. Mm, okay. And I just was very, I, I've been known to, to do mason jar salads, and I still will for myself. Yeah. Right? And I've been known to make ahead, do a lot of make ahead stuff. I am not, I don't have it together, nor do I want to take the time. I don't have it together enough to be one of those people who says, every Saturday afternoon for five hours, I'm making all the meals for the rest of the two weeks. I'm not, no. I'm not going to ever do that because that's just a huge chunk of time. No. I know you give that time in bits and pieces throughout the week anyway. Yeah. But I do like to, during the school year, think a little bit more um, planned out 
for things like meals, mm -hmm. definitely for things like bedtimes mm -hmm. and activities. And I will do things like set an alarm on my phone to tell me that it's time to start getting to bed. Right. Because I have... Ease yourself into that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to... I was. Me and my husband were talking about how we're we're sleep training our children, even <laughs> though one is um, 14 and the other one's 10, almost 10. We're sleep training them just like when they were babies. We got to sleep train them towards the school schedule. See, my kids don't sleep in. I, I I know that sounds obnoxious for me to say, but there are times where I want them to and they don't. Like both of my kids are generally up. 637 See, even in the summer are not um but of course then it's hard because in the summer we want to stay up later and enjoy summertime activities and then they're so very tired but um yeah, yeah we're kind of doing the same thing and actually i, I kind of laughed that like kodai kind of forced us into that too of getting mm -hmm. up early and trying to go to bed early on the nights that we could but the point being like if i can keep that up and not allow myself to sleep in in this week and a half in between yeah. kodai and school I should be okay for myself. Right. And then we'll see about the kids getting them to bed on time. Yeah, but I just know it's going to be brutal. It's hard. Because we have to be uh, we have to be at our school at 7.15. Yeah. And it's like a 35-minute drive. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I definitely have been throughout the summer, and I, I will if I have a little bit of time before we go on our trip, um, making some freezer meals that I can save. Well, good for you. Yeah, I mean, cool. I, I'm good about that. Like, if we have... A large amount of leftovers I'll assemble a few casseroles and we have a full tall stand-up freezer in our garage so it's awesome and we're trying to make good use out of it that and is awesome I'm about to get a huge crop of zucchinis in my garden so I'm nice. sure I will be doing lots of Ooh, can I have some zucchini yeah I'm gonna give you some oh yeah um, shredding some zucchini and saving it for muffins and oh, such totally. or, or actually making muffins so yeah I do try to get a, a head on that and I'm not as great about it in the summer just because I don't want to be in my kitchen cooking necessarily because it's hot. But um, throughout the school year, drover breaks, like taking Thanksgiving leftovers and turning them into freezer meals and doing the same at Christmas. I like yes. to do a lot of freezer stocking up. Yeah. And that's helpful. And that is very helpful. So other personal things, um, exercise. Sure. So I... <laughs> I've heard of such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to, like, I... I like to plan my exercise, like, for the week. Uh-huh. And I think about that, like, uh, Friday. Yeah. And things come up after school. I might have a random meeting that I don't always have. And so, you know, I like to try to look ahead and plan that out. Yeah. Um, other tiny things, like, um, the other day, I made an appointment for my husband to get a massage um, after the full, first full week of school. Just your husband? Not no, you too? No, I made an appointment for me to get a facial. Oh, okay. I was right? like, why are you not giving yourself something? <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting something too. Very sweet. So it was just like, okay, I know that that might be a tense time. Yeah. And we can't afford to do that all the time. Right. But I, I can see us doing it like at this point, you Give know. yourself a little treat. Yes, exactly. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Craig and I are also looking at, like, times that we can go out. Uh-huh. And I am a big, big fan of, like, pre-planning. Like, I like to know that four months from now, we're going to go to such and such concert, for wow. example. I mean, well, I, I go to a lot of concerts. And right. when you go to concerts... Well, you kind of have to that buy your ends up happening ahead of time anyway, anyway. So, yeah. 
um, I really like having those things to look forward to. Totally. We're yeah. trying to do the same with vacations. I'm trying to plan something over Labor Day weekend because that's the weekend after my big 4-0 birthday. I can Yee-hoo! say that out loud now. I'm, I know. I'm embracing the 40. I'm really, I'm not freaking out at all, actually. I'm really, truly. Um, but I thought it would be fun to plan something Labor Day weekend. And my husband's been very busy with work, so I realized that I probably have to plan it myself. So I'm not sure how big or small it's going to be. But just something. Like you said, something to look forward something to. Something to look forward to. Getting our vacations figured out for the school year, if we're going to be able to do any, stuff like that. Yes, exactly. time for our first work smarter not harder teacher tip of the 2019-2020 school year that's yeah. crazy to say it is crazy but it's happening and so we've been talking about planning and this goes along with the planning thing and this is one of those things that i guess i always say this i always say that i always say this too that maybe you're already doing but i didn't think to do it until i was looking at materials that i was working with with the level one students at Colorado Kodai Institute um, within my concept plans. I don't know why I never did this because I do it in my lesson plans. I've started putting down specific materials that I use. Oh, like the stuff. The like stuff. Manipulatives. Manipulatives. And puppets. And, puppets. Yeah. I mean, I always had books and listening things and dances. I have a section for that in my concept plans. But I'm like, why am I not writing down exactly the not just like put lines on a a staff i mean i can make even links to specific um printouts of things yeah in case i lose them well that's a great idea yeah so hyperlinking hyperlinking things within a concept plan to a worksheet to a worksheet or even to like tpt products or smartboard files or Anyway, I was inspired by some hot linking we saw going on. <laughs> there was with, a lot of linking. There was a lot of linking. <laughs> some, um, well, m- most of these Kodai students are, um, wow, they're really 21st centurying it up. Yeah. With this whole, like, linking up song collections with all kinds of things. And um, so. No, that's very smart because it occurred to me I bought... You know, one of those cute little grizzly, uh, grizzly bear or bear puppets where it comes out of the, the, log, the log, right? And I bought it, and then I forgot that I bought it. And then the next year I did the grizzly bear song, going on a bear hunt and all mm-hmm. these bear things. And it occurred to me like a month later. Hey, I got that puppet. I never got out the puppet. Exactly. So then I went into my concept plan for loud and soft, and next to grizzly bear I wrote, be sure to use puppet. And then next year, guess what? I remembered to use the puppet. Well, and I and, and I haven't done this, but I've thought about it. Uh, if you really wanted to, like, make it solid, you could put a picture in there. You could. Couldn't but you? then it's going to be a big document. Well, okay, but... What but if it, other than that, I hear what you're that. saying. What I'm saying you is linking things. Because I've gotten to the point in my career, I have so many things yeah. manipulative-wise and puppet-wise. You want to make sure you're using That, I mean, and I've done the same thing with picture books, where I'm like, oh, this picture book would go so well with such and such, but I never write it down. Right. And then at the end of the year or sometime, like, after that thing has long passed, I'm like... 
wow, what a good connection. <laughs> like, I just have yeah. the same thoughts over and over again, but yeah. I didn't write it down. If you so, don't write it down, you're writing not things do it. down in your concept plan or wherever it is and hyperlinking, if possible, to other materials is a good thing. Yes. We've reached the part where we each share a professional or personal recommendation. It's our CODA section. So, Carrie, what kind of thing have you been enjoying in or outside of the music room? All right. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be well, kind of personal. Well, it's outside because it's summer. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a new podcast. Ooh. I mean, new to me. I know it's rather famous. It's um, the My Favorite Murder podcast. Oh, Because you know yes. me. I'm such a fan of it's the gotta whole be grisly. true crime mystery thing. And um, these two ladies, oh gosh, I can't remember their names now. They have a book Shame out. Shame on me. I know. They're hilarious. And maybe... It shouldn't be funny to talk about murder, but I mean that, and they, they explain it in one of the things. It's like it's how a defense they process. mechanism. It's yeah, okay. totally. And when they do talk about the actual things, the crime, the murders, they're very respectful. I mean, it's not. It's it's, it's what not they gross. say. No, I'm well. I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, they're funny beforehand and after. Okay, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hartstock. They're just both very funny ladies on their own. They swear a lot. So if you are not a fan of that, maybe just be cautious if you're going to give it a try. They they F-bomb a lot. But um, anyways, I just, I like it. It's a good, fun thing to listen to when I don't want to think about anything else in my life like except for murder music or children <laughs> if i just want to think about just murders. want to think about murders um yeah it's it's really interesting and entertaining it's hard to explain because it sounds bizarre but um they Boy, just, they've they, got some merch they've got lots of merch and they came out with a book that i know i'm very interested in reading uh, book. I, but their book is I've supposedly like book. a double memoir i'm not really sure that i'm interested it's, in that so much because they weren't murdered so it's like, called stay, stay sexy and don't get murdered yeah because that's their tagline well that's what they've done yeah They've not exactly. gotten murdered. Well, this is true. It's good advice. Yeah, but they've done lots of live shows. I, honestly, I mean, I haven't listened to a ton. I've only listened to like three or four episodes, but um, they have a lot out. But um, it's fun, and it's different, and it's light in a strange way. Okay. Which is right up my alley. That is very entertaining. When I'm driving, it was great driving back and forth from Fort Collins during Kodai Levels. It kept me awake and attentive. To cool. I'm going to so. have to check it out. Yeah. As yeah. long as it doesn't gross me out. I don't think, I mean, it probably depends on the story they tell. Okay. There was none that I read that I was totally grossed out by. Not grossed out, but like creeped out, I should say. Oh, you might be a little creeped out. Oh, of course. All but, right, that I makes mean, sense. I this mean, this is my style. These are the books I like to read, too. I and know. I'm into the crime and the murder. What can I say? Okay. That sounds really weird. No, it's great. That's <laughs> You go with that. It's how it's I all shut off my brain from teaching children and music. I think that's what it is. It's like being a teacher and being a mom. Like, so much of my life revolves around children that when I have a, some time to not be thinking about that, I go totally the Is this when we direction. get to talk about murder ballads? Murder ballads. And that whole genre. Oh, yeah. 
Do you want to talk about no, that? No, no. We, we were, Save we, it for another We were day. talking about that with some level two students. Oh, yeah. The level twos are, like, super obsessed with murder ballads As now. well they should be. Right. It's fascinating stuff. It is. It's a whole genre. Okay. Maybe that's another That's day. another thing. Okay. Another time. All right, Tanya. What is your coda? Well, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> are you saying mine isn't light? No, Come no, on. no. That's very light okay. as far as, you know. I know. It I'm sounds very light. Um, I just have to give a shout out. Have I... Have I expressed my in, my undying love for Spoon, the band Spoon? I'm glad you said the band. The so band Spoon. Some people don't think you're just talking about spoons, plural. Okay. And I don't think you ever talked about it on the podcast. Okay. Well, every year this happens. Every year during Kodai Levels in Colorado, some band or artist that I love uh, with a capital L comes to town and usually plays Red Rocks and I can't go. Yeah. Last year it was Sylvan Esso on my birthday. On yeah. my birthday. And That's I did mean. not go because I know better. I know yeah. that like five hours of driving plus a concert really late. Not a good equals idea. migraine. Yeah. And that's not good. And yeah. Shoot. Not a lot of things done. Um, but so this year it was Spoon and Beck. Yeah. And I, I adore Beck and I've seen Beck several times. And um, I consider Beck like my birthday buddy because his birthday is like 10 days before mine, which oh. is, you know, and we're like the same age. Okay. Anyway, so Beck and Spoon, they didn't play Red Rocks, but they did come to town. Yeah. And I did not go. And I have seen Spoon before, but I mentioned them because they just came out with a greatest hits thing, which is a really awesome introductory. If, you're, if you are interested in the, the rock and roll, like... I don't know. I guess that's very old school now. Like the just Would guitars. You call them alternative. Um, in that in that old definition of what alternative used to be. Maybe I I'd call them more indie. I just yeah. they're just a straight ahead. They're a rock band from Texas, from Austin. Oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, I adore them. They are. Uh, they they've been they're they're my late summer band. Okay. So I, I like some Spoon, and they have a Greatest Hits, which is a perfect introductory thing. And um, cool. I just love me some Spoon. All right. So we have an extra little bit today yeah. to share, and we are lovingly calling it Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. Because both Tanya and I have some engagements coming up soon yes. that we want to announce to the world. And we have no shame. No. No. So Tanya has a very busy September. What do you have going on, Tanya? Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, if you're around uh, Grand Junction... On September 7th, I will be doing a um, workshop with the Rocky Mountain West ORF chapter called Planning Performances Without Compromising Curriculum. Awesome. So that's a half-day thing. And then in a couple of weeks after that, I will be in Arizona, and I'll be doing music literacy for all songs, games, manipulatives, and assessments in the music classroom. And that's for their Kodai chapter. For the Arizona Kodai Educators yes. chapter. Yep. And that's on September 21st, and that's a half day as well. And then the following week, I will be doing, on Saturday, September 28th, I'll be in Oklahoma doing a workshop called Musical Intentions, Incorporating Mindfulness and Including Scaffolding in the Kodai Classroom. 
Awesome. And that's for the Oklahoma Kodai Educators and Half Day Workshop in Oklahoma. Cool. So I'll be in all those places. Yeah. Um, doing all these things. All those things. I'm glad I get to get mindful at the end of the run of things. Right. So, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, and then I have one. And then, plug. yes, of course. So, um, simultaneously on September 28th, while Tanya is presenting in Oklahoma, I'll be here in Colorado presenting for Rocky, the regional organization of Colorado Kodai, Kodai educators. educators. Yes. Um, and that workshop will actually be in Fort Collins at Colorado State, where we just had our levels. Um, and my workshop is going to be called Keep them engage student engagement and classroom management in the elementary music room that's gonna be awesome and that's a full day and i'm so sad that i won't be able to be i know but that's okay and yours is a full day it is a full day yeah so here we go maybe i can skype in during the afternoon well no i mean (laughs) from the airport you're gonna be having some dinner after your oklahoma workshop i don't know i might be hoofing at home oh that's true so anyways if you are in any of those places (laughs) on any of those days we'd love to see you at our engagement yeah after september i'm there's no more plugging for me because i'll be done but yeah well some other things might pop up between now and then so we might shameless plug again well we'll we'll be shameless plugging ourselves as we get ready for the oake oh yeah there'll be lots of plugs coming for that'll happen soon We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Next time, we'll be discussing planning for the first weeks of school. And until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie wishing you happy musicking.